down. down. It's the Italian podcast. Produced by the E, the HNIC, repping New York City. Live and direct, cause he always come correct. Yeah. When he does an interview, it makes the streets all connect. He stimulates the brain, the mobile device. And what he smash like the Hulk when he claps you with advice. It's all about the news when he drops and be slow. Yeah. So pay close attention, shit's about to explode. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from the Upper West Side, New York City, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. My name is Yifren Guzman, and my guest today, she's a professional wrestler. You may have seen her in the LA-based promotions and NWA Vendetta Pro Wrestling, Gold Rush um, Pro Wrestling, or Phoenix Pro Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one and only, Thunder Rosa. Thunder, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me in your show. Nah, it's a pleasure. It's always, it's always a pleasure to be in, in a podcast. I, I feel special. Yeah. <laughs> How many podcasts have you done? <laughs> How many podcasts have you done? Uh, Uh-oh. I don't know, man. Like, a couple, I, I did a couple before I left. You know, before I think it doesn't have big, you know. And um, I think I did two before I, I left. And then... um. I did one, two, three, four, like four or five. I've been doing a lot of interviews. And oh. then I had a chance to do an interview last week in, in Espanol for, um, for a place in Curacao, Mexico. Yeah, oh, okay. Like, yeah, some of that practice. This is like a cool story. Like, this guy just found me on Facebook, you know, and, and he was like, oh, man, like, I saw your picture. And I was just like, like, you got my attention when I saw your face painted, you know, but he's from Mexico, so he's called Lucha, Lucha Libre. Yeah, see. He's just, he's got interested because, like, there's very few Mexican, like, I'm full Mexican, I was born and raised in Mexico, mm-hmm. but there's very few of us here in America doing American style. Mm-hmm. But, like, so he was really interested in it. We had a really good interview. So. Wow. Well I, well, I hope we, uh, I think I have a lot to compete with, and I hope I have a good one with you as well. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, so how did it get started from you? Um, you 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 originally were born in Mexico. Yeah, I was born and raised in Mexico and Tijuana, Mexico. Okay. And um, I moved uh, to uh, California, San Diego, California, when I was seventeen. Uh, and I studied there for five years until I transferred to Berkeley, mm-hmm. and where I completed my bachelor's degree in sociology. And I was never thinking that I would be a wrestler, to tell you the truth. I never, never crossed my mind. So I was a lot older, you know, but wrestling found me and um, the rest is history. Wow. So, wait, at 17, you left the house? and Yeah, yeah. I, wow. I did not, man, I didn't know English. Like, like oh, man, it was my English was so bad. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it was. That, but I mean, my my goal because I was a young girl was to complete, you know, to get my education. My parents always were very hard on me on like getting the best and just you know getting the, my education because like I think at that point I understood that by doing that that was gonna be the way for me to that was gonna be my ticket to get out of like not being we were super poor mm-hmm. but we weren't you know well. Yeah. But I know that was my ticket to get off poverty and just my, 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 the way that I could empower myself as, as a Mexican citizen living in the United States, you know, and get the respect that I needed to get. Mm. 
It wasn't that it wasn't that you were saying like you were super poor, but like it's almost like you was comfortable, right? Like you had food on your table, you had clothes on your back, but it was always almost like kind of like getting by, almost like you would say. Yes, like I, I started working on a very, very young age. I was 14 when I started working in Mexico. Oh, wow. Um, okay. In, in order to help my parents out, you know, my dad almost lost his finger, and then my mom lost her job. Oh, my man. sister. It, like, that situation was pretty bad, so I had to work, you know, out of necessity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I started working on a summer camp, and then after that was over, you know, I was trying to trying to sell food with my friends, you know, like candy and stuff like that, you know, hustling, you gotta hustle. Yeah. You know? So I started doing that, and then I, I worked in a coffee shop for a whole year when I was 15, so I would go, I would work, I would go to school from 7 in the morning to 12, wow. do my homework from 12 to 3, go home really quick, get six showers, go to work from 5 to 10, and do that all over again, the whole weekend. And then, I start, they used to send me $20 a week. <laughs> What? <laughs> yes. I mean, it was Mexico. So back then it was like, because I used to work part-time, $20. And I remember the first time I got my paycheck, one thing, like, we struggled when we were little, like, we were four girls. Mm-hmm. We didn't have shoes. So we'll have, like, one pair of shoes for the longest, and you, your shoes will be ripped and everything, and you have to wear them. That's the only thing that you had. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember the first thing I did was, like, $20, man. Was to get a pair of shoes on layoff. <laughs> and, you know, ever since then I said, you know, I'm going to work my ass off from my language to, like, you know, get what I want and what I need because I do not want to feel this way, like, never. So ever since then I've been hustling my way to, you know, get what I need, my books, like the same thing with books at school. Like in Mexico, it's not like the United States where, you know, things are given to you or like borrow, you borrow the books and stuff like that. No, you have to pay for your book, you have to pay for your uniform, and you have to pay for semester fee. Wow. So, I had to work, you know. I always had to work to get what I needed and what I wanted. So, Wow, so you've been working at the age of 14. My God, at 14 here, I think you work at, what, you were supposed to be 16 when you work in, you know, the States. Yeah. Like, what was, uh, and 14, though, that, is this something that you wanted to do? Like, like you had the passion, like, all right, I got to start working now? Or it was like, it was kind of put upon you hey, to work? Like I said, like I said, it was not a necessity, you know, like, yeah. my, 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 I didn't, what I don't like to be asking for money, and then they were like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have money right now, because, like, I have to buy stuff for your sister, or your sister's best thing, or my, I have car or like people come up you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and, and it was just like I was like you just have to I had to become independent at a very very young age yeah. you know and and the same happened when I when I went to when I came here to the United States like I mean I was blessed that fortunately like we came legally you know and I didn't have to go through like all the hurdles that a lot of illegal immigrants have to go through Mm-hmm. You know, but still, it was it was a struggle because you know, being Mexican, being a woman of color, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the odds are not on on, on your side, exactly. especially also when you don't speak English, you know, or your English is not a good English. Yeah. So it was a struggle, man. It, it's like you have to make things happen. You have to like get just like you have to learn how to network. You have to know how to talk to people. You have to know how to like use the services that are for you. And I was really glad that, you know, I was given the smart to do that. And I, you know, I, I involved myself with the right people. And 
and both on the right doors, and I was able to, like, sit from PUC Berkeley and graduate with a, with a bachelor's degree there. And, like, I'm so blessed that with those skills that I learned, you know, in school and throughout my life, I've been used them here in, 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 in the business of wrestling. Wow. Wow, that's, a, that's amazing, Thunder. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a, a lot more, you know, but it's like, a lot of people don't know, like, why I am so proud of, of representing what I represent right now. So much pride in my face and in my body and everything. Yeah. Where really, like, sometimes I was like, man, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be the typical Mexican, right? Because it's like, you suffer so much for, from discrimination mm-hmm. in the real world, you know, and like in school because... Your personal college, they was like, oh, well, you know, before you equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. I never meant, like, they, they were saying, well, you know, they need people of color, so, like, that's all the other reasons why you got to see university. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, they need to work. No, it's, like, it's not that I earn it, you know? I earn it. And then once you're there, you have to prove that you earn it. And it's the same in wrestling, you know? Mm-hmm. And being a woman, you got to, you have to, like, work twice as hard. To tell people to like shut the glove and say, you know, the reason why I'm here and the reason why I want here and the reason why I got this opportunity is not because I took, you know, taking any pictures there because I do this. It's because I have the skills and I show in my work that I am a good wrestler, that I have potential, you know? Yeah. And, and that's what I try to show in my wrestling. Oh, no, I'm not the best wrestler yet, but I'm working on my top. Oh, yeah. You know, so like, but, but, but um, before I answer that, um, how did you get exposed to it though? You didn't watch it when you was younger though, but how did you get exposed to it? Well, you know, lucha libre is it's ingrained in our culture. Yeah, you know, it's part of Puerto. You like, I grew up watching uh, movies from uh, El Santo and yeah. Yeah. Man, You know, they're like the big stars of Mexico. Then when I was like nine or eight or. I will watch Triple A on Sunday, so that's what they play on Sunday. So I watch it with my dad. So I always like watch Lucha Libre when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch WWE because back then I, I was in like it. I mean, I was in Mexico. My friends used to watch that, but I was not really interested because that didn't that didn't talk to me. That wasn't like part of my culture. It wasn't in Spanish. It was in English. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand. Uh, my first show was that I live show was when I when I was eighteen was a Lucha show had a lot of fun, but I was like, like I said, I never thought I would be a wrestler. Then, my very, very first show in the United States was a live show in San Diego, a raw show, which I had a lot of fun, but again, it was like, you know, you didn't really understand what was going on. <laughs> so, like, I was in college, and my manager and I, we were just like, he's really into, he's always been into wrestling, so he talked to me about wrestling and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and he was like, would you go to WrestleMania? And I'm like, nah, I don't think so. And then one of his friends from Houston was like, hey, man, I got extra tickets for WrestleMania 25. you want to go? <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, let's go. So we went to WrestleMania. We did the whole all access, everything. That was like my big show. I mean, WrestleMania 25. I was able to watch um, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker. I swear I almost started crying. That was like a dream of mine. Wow. Back then I was starting to watch wrestling and I started to like follow certain people and, and like be like, Started marking me up about American wrestling. And then once I got really, really into wrestling was when I started going to indie shows here in, uh, in the Bay Area in, in Oakland, California. There's so many. And 
the reason why I got into it and I started training was one time we were at the ACW show in Hayward, California a couple years ago, and the announcer was like, all right, guys, so we have an announcement. Um, we have the APW boot camp coming up, and we have tryout tomorrow. If you're interested, come and sign up. And he was like, dude, like, you're pretty athletic, and you've been talking about, you know, doing sports or being, you know, an athlete. And I'm like, dude, you're crazy. Like, wrestling? Come on, man, you can do it. I was like, no, you're crazy. I have to work tomorrow. And he's like, no, 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 no. Just go in and go. Wow. And I did, you know, I went, they kicked my butt, man. I was like, I thought I was in shape. No, it wasn't. It was, it was so wrong. Wow. Um, do you remember how I many... Well, then... Do you remember how many girls were in the classroom besides the guys? Like, how many there girls? Were, there were three girls. <laughs> three? Oh, wow. There were five guys. I remember, like, some of the guys were puking, you know. One of the girls, she was, like, really strong. Like, they met on the bench. Some of them were like, on the bench for nothing. I couldn't even do a push-up. It was so embarrassing. Like, you were like, okay, guys, you guys have to do my 25 push up. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Not even a girl push up, man. It was just like, and like, the whole entire time I was doing it, I was like, oh my God. Like, if I want to be a wrestler, like, I am not going to sign up and be like, do the Hell Week. Because ACW, um, how they had it set up is like, you have to do two weeks of Hell Week. And yeah. if you don't pass, can get in the ring. Oh, shit. So I was like, yeah, it, it was, it's intense. It's like Japanese style, man. It was, it was pretty intense. Like, they had, like, you know, so many squats, and, like, we, we, we started by running, like, two and a half miles. That, I did well, because I'm, I'm a runner. I'm always in a runner. But, man, everything else, I was just like, Jesus Christ, what am I doing here, man? Like, oh, my God. I mean, I finished fifth place, which wasn't that bad at all. Even the fact that I never, like, really did sport. I mean, I go to the gym and stuff, but I wasn't, like, super serious. And then he put, he put there, man. I was just like, I'm doing this. You know, I'm, I'm doing this. So my manager and I were started training together. She was like 320, 320 back then, and I was like 140. Yeah. He lost 100 pounds ever since we started training together. And I lost 20 pounds, or 15 pounds. Oh, my God. So, so it was like, I was into it. Like, by the time that I, you know, I did a second tryout, man, I was ready. I was like, I'm done, you know, like. I run a bunch of people, you know, like, I squatted people, you know, I was mentally ready, and I was, I was prepared. I was like, this is it, like, I'm, I'm doing this. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to do it at the old ACW Hayward, uh, garage, the, uh, the one that kind of passed away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, didn't, my dream didn't, you know, die with him. On the contrary, I was, like, more fired up, you know, like, I said, my life has been, I've been faced with so many, like, curveballs and obstacles that, like, you know, I'm still it. You know, I was like, I'm serious. Like, I mean, it feels like it's the end, but it's not, you know? So, they opened up a new school called Polar Shape Boot Camp. I started there in January 2014. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, man, I was, uh, I was not only girl in the class. Wow. Oh, there was another girl she was training in a PDW and I, but she, like, went later for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, she started again later on, on that year. Mm-hmm. But, I have not, you know, I mean, there's been times in where I question myself and I have questioned my ability because, you know, this is a hard sport. Like, I've never done, like, I thought, usually both of the hard. But, man, wrestling has shown me that it, it, there's harder things to deal with, you know, and one is like, but you have to be prepared physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. So if you do things that 
you push yourself to the limit sometimes. You do things that you are not used to. Mm -hmm. I'm not older than a lot of the classmates that I have. Well, is it is it really hard? Like you know, because I know a lot of people dedicate you know twenty four seven to their body. They dedicate everything to wrestling. Is it hard? I don't know. Was you a relate in, in a relationship at the time, or was you single? So like you had all the focus that was on you. No, I was blessed to have be in a very very good supportive relationship, and um, if I think if I wouldn't have that support, I wouldn't be in the position that I am right now. Okay. Like, I see so many of my friends, you know, go through, like, breakups and, like, go through, like, a lot of crap because girlfriends, boyfriends, <laughs> I are like, what the hell? I do wrestling again? Oh, I hate that. I'm just like, oh, God. Or, like, they're super jealous. I mean, I'm a girl, so, like, I get, like, a bunch of creepers. No offense to anybody. I love all my fans, but I have gotten, like, people telling me, like, funny how people have like these different conceptions about it or different misconceptions I should say about it you know yeah yeah absolutely and you know what it's like and even if some people decide to go that route like you know cause a, lot of, a lot of people in the business date other people in the business and like you know oh yeah she was married with this guy now he's, he's dating this guy or like he was like married but now he's dating this lady it just happened you spend so many like so many hours with a lot of your peers, you know, and like things happen like that, and you know. But when you have a strong relationship and a strong support, like why will you give it up like that? Isn't that easy? You yeah. know. Yeah. So that that might my, my I think one thing I will say if you're single when you start wrestling, stay single. Stop serious. Stay single. Because you never know. You know. I mean, you date a worker. That's another story, but still, you can get kind of like, mm -hmm. but if you're single, stay single. <laughs> so your advice is stay single. <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know, I mean, you're going to be traveling, you're going to be meeting people, yeah. you know, you don't have any, you don't have any, um, ties, and, and plus, you know, you're not going to have somebody nagging at you, like, oh, why are you talking to this person, and why is this person saying this to you, what, even, even though you're not doing anything, yeah. you know, you're not, like, I have heard so many horror stories from, like, friends, like, females and males, like, that, you know, they were with like, this person and this person, like, is one completely, like, neurotic about people on Facebook putting comments, you know, it's just, it just gets odd, and then you're like, oh my god, you know, but it, it, it is, it's human nature, you know? Yeah, you know, that's how it is, you know, especially, like, you know, it bugs me out how, like, you know, there's certain guys who would date a stripper, but then get jealous because she's stripping for other guys when, you know, you met her that way, you know, it's, like, kind of off the subject, but, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, you have to accept what it is, you know? Yeah, absolutely, and that, I mean, that comes with the territory, you know, like, I mean, we wear, like, my, my stuff are not like for like I show a lot of skin, but I still show some skin, and I feel like my partner was like super jealous. He'll be like, "Yeah, she's got it out." You know, 
You know, I'm yeah. like, wow. You know, like, but do you I, want- I mean, I, I work hard for what my body. Like, I, I, I do work hard, and I, I don't, I'm not a bad diet, but I take care of, take care of my body. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm saying, you know, I'm saying, you know, you have killer abs. That's all you're showing. So it's not like, you know, you have like a halter or anything like that, you know? <laughs> I know, I know, but... <laughs> I know, I know. You know, some people might get offended, but... I don't know, I mean, I'm... I don't know. Yeah, um... I, was I gonna, think I'm, I'm just rolling right now. No, no. I was going to ask you, um... How did you come up with the whole Thunder Rosa? Like, how did that come about? Like, out of all the names, you know, that, does it have like a special meaning or something? Or is it like a... Yeah. A family thing? Yeah, like, every, like, every, like, everything, you know, everything you do, like, oh, I gotta get the chili because it means nothing. Santa Rosa means, for me and for a lot of people, means hope, you know. Um, I used to work on a place on the road with kids, adolescents, and young adults that have uh, alcohol and drug addiction plus mental health problems. Oh, okay. A lot of them are in the system, you know, they were foster kids, and they're being abused for their life, and they came to the road to find an alternative for their life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was, I was there as a mentor, you know, I was a supervisor and everything, but, you know, when I started training, this is a place where I started, you know, like, they were really supportive of me, and, and always, like, you know, the kids were, like, really excited. I was working with girls. And, and they saw the change, you know, from, from the old person that I was to the person that I became to the wrestling. And, like, they saw how passionate I was and stuff like that. So one time I was with my friends and my manager and, and in the car, and we were, like, talking about, like, what name should I get? Huh? And I was, like, we were, like, going over and going over it. And I said, well, you're working down the road, and you want something, like, kind of make me like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about on the road? Yeah, that's perfect, that's perfect. And I started using that before I became a wrestler because I was like always saying dudes before I became a wrestler. So I was like the ring girl, I'll be like the car girl, I'll be somebody's ballet, you know. You need, you need a character regardless if you're in the ring or not, right? Yeah. And so that's what I did. And um, so other times when I get in the ring, like I think about the kids that I help. The girls that still, like they're on my Facebook right now that I worked years, years ago with them. And they just get so excited to see how an idea and, like, something that I talk about has become a reality, you know? A yeah. dream that I said, oh, man, I really want to do this. And I remember talking to them at night before they went to sleep. One day, dude, you're going to see me on TV. Like, you're going to be watch, watch. I'm going to do something on the And, like, some of, some of the girls and some of the boys, like, have sex to me and said, like, I'm really proud of you. I never thought that, you know, I'm, I just get a little, like... That's an amazing story because, you know, a lot of kids, especially, you know, who 
battling, you know, who have families battling alcohols and drugs and, you know, don't have, like, a, either a father figure or a brother figure or even a friend figure, and for you to be, like, an outlet for them, and, you know, by your name, Thunder Rosa meeting Hope, they're actually seeing Hope on television, and, you know, and through you, they see you could accomplish it, they could accomplish it, too, so, you know, they're basically watching you, and, you know, they're feeding off you, they're like, wow, you know, she made it, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, she was helping us out, you know, and it gives them the, ex you know, the incentive to want to do more, not for themselves, but to show you that we can do what you can do as well, you know? Yeah, it's, it's amazing, like, when I see, like, I remember before I went to Japan, I was talking to one of the kids, he's not a kid anymore, he, he was expecting a, a baby boy, you oh, know, wow. and he graduated from the program that I was in, and he was, like, he told me, like, he was like, I'm really proud of you, you know, I'm like, really, really happy that you were, you know, one of, of my positive, very, very, very few positive mentors in my life, and, and I'm really glad that this has happened to you, and I'm, and, and what is humbled me more is, like, he's like, and I can't believe that you still trying to help me, you know, get ahead in life, and you still believing in me, you know what I'm saying, it was just, it's just moving, you know, this kids that have, that have come through so much, that they still trying to, you know, to live life, you know, survive, mm -hmm. it's, it's it's incredible. Like, it's, I don't know, man. But sometimes, like I said, I don't, I get caught up on, on, on dumb stuff. But at the end of the day, I, I joined this because I wanted to inspire other people. I wanted to inspire people that, you know, that the odds are against you. You know, like, the odds were against me when I came to this country because of what I mentioned to you. Because mm -hmm. I could have given up. And be like, whatever, I just work in a, a, a janitor, or I just work in, like, a dead-end job for the rest of my life, you know, pay the rent, pay the bill, you know, get married, have kids, do what they said of me to do, but I didn't want to do that, I wanted to challenge myself, because I knew, and I felt that, that, that there, will, there will be something for me, and I will do something that will help others, you know, and I've been doing it ever since. You know, and the same with wrestling. Like, when I started wrestling, I remember I was on that car, and I was like, dude, I feel like good things are going to happen to us. I mean, it's going to, we're going to have to sacrifice a lot. But those sacrifices are going to be worse later on a lot because of what we have to tell the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And how we got here. And... And things happen, you know, even when it was, like, small things, like, I, I was able to, thanks to one of, uh, one of, uh, people that I met through wrestling, I was able to do, like, the rosebud thing, you know, like, little things like that, you never, I mean, in a, in a house, in a house show, I mean, it's not televised, but I was still there, you know, I was in the back, like, being everything, the production, everything, people who die to do that, then, like, um, I was able to do, like, he was a godfather, you know, whatever, but like, I was with the godfather. Like, the whole thing like that. And then when Japan came, I was, like, blown away. Blown away because I wasn't, I never thought I would come that way. Mm. But I was blessed because I was, like, people see that I had potential. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they're willing to put that on me because they know that I can, that I can do it. Yeah. Wow, you definitely are an inspiration. You're, oh, you, 
I said, you definitely are an inspiration. Wow, just hearing you talk, like, you have so much passion. Like, you know, I talk to a lot of people, but you have, the passion is just coming out of your voice. Like, you know, it's almost like you was born and bred for this, you know? So, you know, you know you're, you're succeeding right now. Sky's the limit for you, Thunder. you're your own investment, you know, yourself, you're your own investment, you know. Yeah, absolutely. What is, what is, what is the meaning behind the face paint? Like, what is the meaning of the whole face paint? Half the face paint or whole, like, what's the, what's the whole meaning of it? this in detail how like what 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 was you told about this my mom said she that said. my grandfather was in love with lucha with, with lucha libre and she will take my two younger uncles to the auditorio in tijuana and they will watch lucha libre mm -hmm. one of their shows uh, my, my my grandfather had heart problems he was watching the show and like my, my uncle said that he was so excited while he was watching the show that she had a heart attack Like, um, the, the 
day before it gets November 1st, people go and celebrate the, the little kids. So they go to the cemetery with the little kids are, and they, they celebrate their life, you know. So for me, it's celebrating life. And um, the pain came up, came about after I was working for Lucha Extreme in, in the valley here in California. The uh, promoter, he was like, I have an idea for you. I think it would be pretty cool. I think you should paint your face a day of this. A very, like, typical, like, very Mexican. Yeah. You know, everybody knows La Catrina. And I was like, I don't know, but she's like, I think you'll look really cool on it. So we did it like that, and I just used it there. And then when I had my concussion in Japan, my manager was talking to me, like, you gotta do something. Because, like, you're getting off the radar, you know? Because I was out for a whole month. Wow. Yeah, I was really active on social media, but I mean, off the wrestling. Mm. Like, your next match, you should come with half of your paint, half of your face painted. Mm. And see what happens. And, and, and are you think are you like the o- are you the only female you think now like I haven't seen art with their face painted. Um no, there's another one in SoCal. Her name is uh, Stage Thin. She loves Halloween, so she paints her face as a pumpkin. Ah, okay. Yeah, and then Shelly Martinez. She also started doing it the face painted around the same time that I did. But she uses sort of a big show and like other shows. She doesn't use it all the time. Oh, okay. But I am, I, I am not using it all the time, but people are, like, requesting me to use it. Sometimes they, they want me to do full shades, they want to do my half shades. So when I, like, do, like, I work as a baby face, like, I do half, and I do really half the colors. When I work as a, a emo one, I use really dark colors, and, you know, the better I look strong, and I look more masculine, you know? Yeah. But at the end, I represent the same. Yeah, it's weird because you you embody your whole your whole essence, your whole culture, and your and your look and your performance. Everything is just you know it's 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 it it represents Mexico. You know everything is just like there. You know um do, um how long does it take for you to get the the paint on you or um did you like like I'm saying it looks like you pretty much mastered it. Like did you have any f ups like doing it or is it, it's easy? No, I think. I definitely was trying there, but I think Japan, like, really defined, and he helped me really, like, say, okay, you know what, this is what I need to do, this is what I need to represent. Who some of us are really it. No, I'm, and, and I'm still, I'm still working, like, doing things here and there, but, you know, I, I remember my coaches were like, oh, so you gotta use your Latina side, man, like, you gotta use the side that you have, like, the fire that you have. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to, you know, they're resistant. Because mm. again, it's just like that fight, that, that internal fight that I was having with myself and like accepting who I am, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I assimilated to this culture, you know, because I've been living here for almost uh, 10, 12 years now. Yeah. You know, but I'm still like Mexican at heart, you know, and certain things that I'm really proud of. I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm not proud of what's happening right now but I'm still you know I'm still from the Mexico I was born and raised in Mexico there's a lot of really good things that when I was raised that my parents taught me you know like the traits that they taught me the customs that they taught me and like things that I you know like being compassionate being uh, caring for others um, being a hard working person um, you know things like that and it's just like and I think I show that in the ring, and I show that in 
outside the ring, too, you know? And then just like, and then when I went to Japan, there's certain things that happened that I was like, well, you know, if I'm gonna, they're gonna, they ask me to do certain things, I might as well just, you know, go full force and just be Mexican. Yeah. You see, but in a way, you know, um, that makes you unique too, especially, you know, like you could count like all, in the, especially in the wrestling promotion, can you count like all the Spanish people that are there really? Or. I said, could you count like all the Spanish wrestlers that are in, in, um, in like California or in Japan? Were there any? Oh, there's a lot, right? Yeah, there were. Yeah, I mean, in Japan, there were. There were bring a lot of These women really looked out for you, and they did a lot for you, like, you know, trying to, like, school you in on everything? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like I said, I always, you know, because of, like, the challenges that I suffer there, and because I'm, like, still, you know, green, I haven't been wrestling for more than a year, um, I was asking a lot of questions. You know, how can I do this? How can I do this better? How can I tell a story better? How can I, you know, use the lucha flair? And still tell a story, you know, like in, in an American style. How can I use that tell story in a, in, in a lucha style? You know, just like there were very pleased that I, I was able to, you know, ask questions. And also because I'm, I'm the green girl, I will be doing stuff for for my senpai. Mm. You know, for respect, out of respect. That's how they that's how they taught me how to pay you and how to be respectful to others. So and that's you know what I what I did and. And I, I think I think I gained their respect. Mm -hmm. I think I did. Yeah. Um. Is it? Um. You know. You wrestled in California. You wrestled in Japan. Um. I, I, I'm. I don't know. I, I. I would say Japan. But which one? Which the, the the girls are there more stiffer in Japan than they are in Cali? Or. Yeah. The styles are very different. Um. Um. You have to respect people's movement. So if somebody does something can't do that. Um, and the stories are different. The psychology of the match is completely different. So, um, but at the end of the day, we try to tell stories, you know? So, um, I don't know. It, 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 was, it was pretty hard-hitting over there. And um, I think what struck me the most is, like, how young the girls start training. Like, I was, and I was, like, so embarrassed because I was training with, like, 10-year-olds, and they're, like, doing flicks, and they're, like, nip ups and stuff like that, and I'm trying to roll, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is not going to come, right? You know, but it was humbling, you know, you're training with 
10 and 12 year old that oh my will God. become your opponent later on, you know, but dang, and I was, I remember I had, uh, had to wrestle this 14, 15 year old, her name is Momo Watanabe. Yeah. Uh, that's the one. It, it's on. It's on YouTube, right? That match is on YouTube. I think yes. I've seen that match. Yeah. Yes. She was fifteen. Man, she hit so hard. Like I remember when she came home, kicked those like five of stars. I was like, Jesus Christ. Wait, wait, um, was she fifteen years old when you wrestled her? Yeah, she's fifteen. Oh my God, she looks like a grown woman. Who does she wrestle? Ken and, Ken and Barbie? What the? Oh my god. No, man, she trains with Boca. She trains with Boca, trains a little kid. You know, and she's like, she's so good with them. Like, I, I went to her training and, like, the way that she teaches the kids movements and like, it just comes so natural, you know? By the time they're, like, the age, her age, she's, they're, like, getting to that. I remember she still had a match with, with, with normal too. And Nikki told me, Melissa, she's gonna beat your butt. Watch how poor you're gonna be the next day, and she wasn't wrong. Wow. She wasn't wrong. Yeah, I had like I said, I have so much respect for this kid. Like they, they really live. You know, everybody's dream here in America, which is you train, you eat, you sleep, and you repeat. That's what they do. Wow. When they once they become once they become like professional wrestlers, they are professional wrestlers. That's the only thing they do. Wow, that's that's amazing, man. And you know, like now, I, I want to see that match again and really dissect it now because I seen that match. I I, I wouldn't even think she was fifteen years old. Wow, it's amazing. That's your training did you did you pay a lot of dues when you know you was getting trained and the and the business because you was trained by dylan drake and matt carlos right how hard how hard did they work on you uh they <laughs> they were pretty like we were like we they they each other we have to be dudes yeah Any, anywhere we go like if you want to you know it's not a respect like if you want to get booked somewhere else but like, you, you show up sit at the ring you help out you know and I actually started doing that way, 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 way before I started training. <laughs> yeah. You know, because, you know, that was, that was part of, like, you know, knowing that by the time I was training, people were like, people were not your own baby. And I was like, dude, I've been training for a month. You know? <laughs> like, wait, they already knew me because I was always, like, I told you, I was working as a ring girl, as the, I was ring, I mean, ringing the bell, you know, the car girl.
Wow. It's amazing. They almost like you get taught respect by doing that. And, you know, by by doing that, you know, you always stay humble. Like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's you know where you, you know, you know where you came from and continuing doing that and wrestle, it shows a lot, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, the ring, it's important for me because I have to make sure the ring is set up properly, mm-hmm. you know, things are done properly, so I don't get hurt or my opponent gets hurt or somebody else, another worker gets hurt, mm-hmm. you know? So if I, if I have to do it, I'll do it. I don't have a problem. Because the base is for everybody's safety, you know? Yeah. Um, do you have, um, you know, you fought a lot of girls. You fought Kimmy, um, Momoma, Tabi. I, I think I, I butchered that name, so I don't even want to say it. Um, you fought a lot of, um, um, a lot of independent wrestler women and stuff. Um, can you tell me who's, well, you know, I don't know if you could, you probably don't know the answer to this. Who is the toughest, um, wrestler you fought so far? Yeah. Or uh, <laughs> I'm uh, on the spot. I have, I will say that one of the toughest is Rio from Japan. She's 17. Wow. She's super good. And she's vicious. And Mayu, she was one of what like, Mayu, she, she, she was, man, she was, she was tough. Like, I remember... I remember taking some of stuff and I was just like, God, I'm gonna die. <laughs> but it was so, she's so intense. She's so intense. It was great. It was, she challenged me so much on every match. Don't have like a curveball still at me. I'm like, oh my God. You know, but, you know, like the stuff that I work with her, it came out good. People liked it. I liked it. I'm like really looking forward to hopefully work with her again. Yeah. And, um, she taught me a lot, you know. She taught me a lot. Here in California, I would say, um, man, I'm in between Nicole Savoy. Nicole Savoy, okay. We have, yeah, we had a match, like, everybody was waiting for us to have a match, and we delivered, man. It was a good match, and we delivered, and we, we had a lot of fun with fun targeting and everything, and, uh, Kiki or the falling flower. Her and I were going at it for like so long, like so long, and it's just you know we're challenging each other. It's very interesting and because she she wasn't one who break me in. Mm-hmm. She, I had my first match with her, yeah. and now it's just like we challenge each other in a very very interesting way, and I'm I'm really happy that I get to work with her and, and you know. Oh. Are these matches available on YouTube if someone search for it, for it or there's like a DVD? Uh, no, actually the one with Nicole Savoy is an eight of death. Yeah. Thousand you have to buy the DVD support. <laughs> yes, yes. And that show was sick too. Like they have other really good matches too. And um, you can purchase it pretty soon. Um, yeah, I'm really happy. With Kikio, I think a lot of my, most of my matches are through Lucha Stream and GZB, both are in YouTube. Yeah. But the most recent ones are the best. They have not posted our the new one, the one that I won the championship for for GZB. Mm-hmm. Those three, those three. Um, and those Japanese ones you can probably find on YouTube. Okay. Um, also, um, you have the Lady Luck tournament coming up on August 29th. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Can you tell the people about that? Yes. 
Yeah. Um, the Lady Love Tournament will be the very, very first. Uh, we're going to crown the very, very first Lady Love Champion. Um, Gold Rush never had a female uh, division before, so we're really trying to uh, build uh, the women here in Northern California and in California in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have, you know, um, Nicole Savoy, Sherwood Melissa, Batura, Brittany Wander, uh, Chelsea Blackheart, Lisa Lee, Ike Makamura, yours truly, and I hope I'm not missing anybody else. Um, I'm not missing anybody else. So like, it's, it's a tournament, you know, whoever wins the first round will go on the second and then so on and so forth and then we will see who will become the champion. I'm really, really hoping that, you know, I can become the very first Lady Love champion. I have been training the last couple of weeks. I've been training really, really hard to, like, do this. It's just, like, one of the... It will be an honor because I, I'm the only girl still in, in, in training at, at, at the goal line, the goal rush, and I have worked so hard, you know, to show that the training that we receive at Goal Rush ACW Boot Camp, it, it, it's legit, man, and, and it, 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 it's good training, and it's and our school is one of the best schools in the, in the Bay Area, I can tell you that. And I'm, I'm really proud of, of, of coming where I come from, and I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, I have Matt Carlos, Dylan Drake, and now uh, Mike Matthews as my mentors and my trainers. Without them, honestly, I don't think um, I would have, you know, I would have quit a couple times, but they were always like, dude, you got this. Like, no, you have, you have it. You have it, and you just believe in yourself, and, you know. And it's happening, and now it's clicking. It just takes time, but um, but it's gonna be really, really fun if you guys are on the East Coast. I think you will be able to watch it through YouTube. Okay. Uh, I think it will be streamed. Oh, okay, sweet. It will be streamed on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to Gold Rush Pro Wrestling YouTube, and you'll be able to watch all the action. Um, my first, like, oh, I am facing Lucha on the first, on the first match, and we're going to bring Lucha Sao to this. So hopefully I can go on the second round, but um, I faced her before in LA, and it was a lot of fun, and she is a great person to work with, and I'm mm. excited with her. Oh wow! Definitely, I wish you the best of luck, and I definitely would definitely subscribe to it. Is it, is it like a paid subscription, or is just you just subscribe and it? No, right now, right now it's free, but it's available for for anybody that wants to watch the show. Like it, our our production, believe it or not, our production is really good. Um, we I, we're a very small school. We fit two hundred people in our school mm-hmm. for our show, and it's really really cool. It's, it's really really cool. Invite anybody that is interested in watching, you know, the rising of women's wrestling here in California too. You know, watch the the show. It's gonna be amazing. Mm. Um, Thunder Rosa. Um, is there any um women wrestlers you idolized when you was younger? It could be from Mexico. It could be from the United States. There's any particular wrestler that you saw her and you was like, wow, you know, you know, she's great. Uh, Stock. She's yeah. always been one of my all-time favorites, which was in DNA and, like, her character and everything. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Way, I, 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 I said I could see the sort of resemblance with the tights and everything, like, a, almost like an homage, almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
But you know what? You know, I, I guess it's a good compliment. Hopefully they're like, yeah, she has a very similar style of wrestling. She's great, man. She's a great wrestler. I think all her stuff in Japan, Mexico, here in America, is just, just so pathetic. I thought of it. Um, I would say, you know, Trigger, Melissa, and Sarah Del Rey. Yeah. But like they represent and, and how successful they are, both of them. I, I, I admire them. They're very, very smart women. Very, very smart. Um, well, I think those are like the main, main ones that I'll talk about. Yeah, the main ones that catch your eye right now at this moment, right? Those are the main ones that you see. The ones that catch my eye right now? Yeah. You know, the little not The Bellas are super smart. Which one? The Bellas. I love, I love how, one, first of all, how like, they market themselves and yeah. the things that they do, yeah. you know? They've been in the business for a long time, and they're still in the business, and they're still, like, everybody talks about them. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah, they're pretty smart. Like, you know, I think they did, like, the whole sister turning on sister so each one could find their own character, and then they brought them back together because each one had a character because when they were just together, it was like there was really no... There was no character. There was both, like, one person, but when they separated, you see how Brie formed her own personality and her own style, and then you see his Nikki style, and then when they brought them back together... They both mesh well, you know. It was almost like a tag team. Like, you know, when if a tag team doesn't break up, you know, you won't see their personality, you know, sign. Like, you know, like with the Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, you know, everybody says like the Marty Jannetty syndrome because, you know, one person has the personality and the other person doesn't. So, like, you know, it's almost yeah. like, you know, when they, the when the Bella separated and they got back together, you see the characterization of, you know, Brie is totally different from Nikki. But, like, I don't know, like when they were together, and the whole time, the first time, is like, you didn't get that because they're twins. So it was like, they acted the same and they did stuff the same. But now, you know, you know, even though one looks different from the other now, but you can see the characterizations are both different. Yeah, and I, I, like, I like that about them, you know. They do have to become their own person. And, like, they're very, very smart. Like, yeah. they don't have to become their own person. And, like, uh, Nikki, I, like, I mean, I, I've seen her uh, change through the years. And, like, you know, now her body looks completely Like when I was in when I was in Japan, I met a couple people from, from 
about with them. You know, I was able to ask a couple questions, and like one was like the traveling part. Mm-hmm. That kills them, man. That kills them. I mean, they only have one day off a week. If. Wow. And they're always like dead like and having this crazy, crazy flight. And they're like putting on a wonderful show. Mm-hmm. Cow show or a TV show. Mm-hmm. People don't know that, you know, how. <laughs> going back to the sacrifice that they have to do yeah. all the time. Especially going to different time zones and everything like that. You know, going to Ireland and coming back to America and going here and there. It's crazy, you know? Yeah, it is. It is crazy. And I have, you know, a lot, a lot of respect for every person that is there. And, you know, no matter what their role is or whatever, it's hard. They're away from their families. They're away from their kids. They're away from whatever. You, You name it. And, you know... They're there because they love it. They're there because they're there because they want to be there. You know. Yeah. Are you a fan of the TNA um, Knockouts division? I I stopped watching TNA a long time ago. I still follow some stuff. Yeah. You know, because you know, I like I like some of the girls there. Um. Uh. But um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to follow it as much as I would like to. Okay, okay. Um, what's what's next for Thunder Rosa besides the Lady Luck tournament? What's in the future cards for yourself? Uh, well, the big one of the big things that is happening is October 16 and 18. Uh, my sisters from Japan, Mexico, and other places will be coming back to, well, actually coming for the first time ever to LA. And we're going to have a show, a startup show. Cashback mm-hmm. Saturday Writing, if you can check it out on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. That will be on the 16th and 18th. Um, I am hoping that very, very soon I will be stepping my beautiful feet in my beautiful land. Yes. <laughs> Mexico. I would love to go to Mexico. And it, it hopefully it's happened great reason. And um, I don't know, man. It seems like Big, hopefully big things will happen if I continue to be positive and, you know, continue to, like, work hard and, you know, and just doing what I'm doing, man, which is what I love. Yep. Um, My final question to you, if the Thunder Rosa of now could speak to the Thunder Rosa when she was 14, what would she tell her? Oh, my God, man. I will probably say what I say to my mother. You were born to be a star. That's your offer every time I say that. That's the deal, Rosa. I was born to be a star. But no, I will, I will tell her that she was she was born to inspire others. Mm. Period. And not to give up. Not to give up. And that's, to me, that's the name of Thunder Rosa. Don't give up and have hope. And you give a lot of hope to others. And, you know, I definitely appreciate you. And I hope a lot of people see your work. And the Lady Luck Tournament, I'm definitely going to watch. And I'm going to be rooting for you. And um, I want to see a beautiful show. So I look forward to it. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, thank you so much. Nope. I guess it means a lot to me when you guys have give me the time in your in your in your show and, and give me the opportunity to share my my experience and, and what I what I'm here for to, you know, people in New York and people in the world. Like I really, really, really want 
for people to know that, you know, helping others, is, it, it's important and it, it's something that we should be doing more, you know. Yeah, exactly, you know, because I know a lot of people, you know, hate coming on shows or, you know, don't have time for it or go speak to my publicist or something. But, you know, it's, you know, uh, the, you know, the fans appreciate you and, you know, there's more behind the gear, there's more behind the face paint, you know, there's a person who has a purpose and, you know, not everybody's built for this business. Not everybody is, you know, if that's the case, you'll have hundreds of girls who, you know, dominate the men in the business. There's, you know, there's just few and far between, you know, and it's like you said, it takes a special kind of breed to do what you do, you know, not everybody's meant to be a mother, not everybody's meant to be married, not everybody's meant to have a boyfriend, you know, not everybody's meant to be a wrestler, so, you know, it takes a special kind of person to do that and you're that kind of person so you know as a fan I yeah. thank you you know yeah I'm just like my, my a lot of my, my friends and my mentors and you know they tell me stay humble mm. that's the most important thing you know staying humble and when you get an opportunity and you see that somebody else can benefit from that help them out this is a very very small know, this is a very very small world yeah. this, this business this business is very small and when somebody deserves it, why not help somebody else? The person you say no to today might be the person you're going to need a yes from tomorrow. So <laughs> the door yeah. swings both ways, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting. I just took, I'm going to finish this. I just came to my mind. I, was, I don't know if you've seen, like, the picture of Lita and AJ. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So when she was yeah. a child, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, I saw the picture of Bailey and Cheerleader and Melissa. Bailey was, like, pretty young. And where is Bailey right now? You know, Melissa's yeah. still, like, in the business. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and where is AJ? Like, like, that kind of stuff. Like, they inspire those still girls to become where they came, you know? And, yeah. like, I want to be part of that, too. Yeah. You know, like, you know, kids, yeah, you know, they were kids. Kids are very, very impressionable. And, you know, you know, they, they could have been like total a-holes to them or whatever. But, you know, um, you know, you, you know, you encourage somebody, you know, even, you know, you encourage them. Like, you know, I used to watch shows like American Idol and, you know, like Simon Cowell used to tell people, oh, you can't do that. You can't sing. You might as well not do it. It's like, you know. It, it, you know, people get affected by that, you know, and some people want to follow their dreams and, you know, they want to, you know, excel in it, they want to do it, you know, like everybody deserves a shot and to have, let's say, like, you know, when AJ met Lita, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm meeting my hero and then, you know, I guess from whatever interactions they had, it sort of inspired her, not to say that because she met Lita, she is where she is today, but, you know, it was almost like it's a, it was a seed that was planted for her to continue on to her success. Absolutely. You know, um, um, I want to thank everybody so much. Thank you, Thunder Rosa, and I'm definitely going to look forward to seeing the show, and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one.